Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hey, Mary. Hey, Jillian. You're looking good. Oh, am I? Yeah, you are. Oh. Have you been working out? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, you're just... No. No, that's not true. I was at Zumba class yesterday. Okay. And uh, I was moving and grooving. I bet. Yeah. And you smile when you move and groove. I get all serious like this poker face thing. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Well, the whole idea is supposed to have fun. I know. It's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're Zumba-ing. Is that a verb? I think Zumba-ing. so. We've just made it. Uh, because that's really a healthy outlet for you, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I feel freedom to just, I mean, I actually go to a senior center to do Zumba. Oh, I bet you feel like a rock star. <laughs> well, <laughs> isn't that terrible? Uh, I, really what I feel is no pressure. That's right. And I can just be myself, be silly, you know, do the dance and I'm moving and grooving and that's all it is. Okay. So I got a funny story. So, um, the Ability Center is this great center in Whitby. Mm -hmm. It's for people of all abilities. So Mm -hmm. you see people in wheelchairs, people, you know, uh, with lots of mobility devices and everybody else. Right. And so my daughter and I go there for a workout class Mm -hmm. and we get in there and she's the youngest. She's about 17 at the time. Mm -hmm. And so she is like, we walk in there like we are rock stars, okay? <laughs> and we're put at the very back of the room because uh-huh. uh, we're the last ones in. And there's like this 75-year-old man up in front of us. Well, we were groaning internally because our muscles were screaming in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at us like, you we're wimp. just warming up, girls, <laughs> you know? Oh, so yeah, go to the seniors to, one. That's it goes good. to show you, you know, you can't judge. Can't judge. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about ants today. That's right. Now, we're not talking about the ants that you ate in Cambodia, oh, are we? come on. Don't give away my secret. <laughs> it wasn't ants anyway. It was crickets. Okay, crickets. Sorry. Wrong insect. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about ants. So tell us what ants means. Okay. So ants is just a funny way to remember something that's not so funny, and that's automatic negative thoughts. Okay. Whoa, right? Yeah. Um, most of us kind of go through life and we really don't pay attention to our lo- thought life. We don't think about thinking. We just do life. So let me give you an exercise to try. Ugh, I'm the lab rat, people. <laughs> exactly. And actually, listeners, you can do the same thing. I-, I want you to think about what you thought about for the last few seconds. And just, Jillian, report to me what went through your mind over the last few seconds or minutes. Well, first of all, I thought, ugh. (laughs) Yeah, that was obvious. I don't think you thought that. You said it. Okay. The next thing was, I do this all the time to myself. I am in a negative thought pattern Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. That was another thought. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thought I had was, um, do I really want to share Mm. my negative thoughts? Mm -hmm. Right. So... I'm, I appreciate your honesty there that this is something that you struggle with, as do I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say uh, women in general can tend to ruminate uh, just the way our brain is wired. And if our ruminations are on positive thoughts, awesome. But most of the time they're on negative thoughts. 
Uh, and so uh, I think that this is an important episode to, uh, in a way that people can actually manage to change uh, their experience of life. Okay. So what we think, I mean, there's that scripture, as a man, as a person thinks, so he is. Right. Our thought life has a lot of bearing on our emotions and our experiences of life. And so you can have two people experience the exact same thing. And if one person has positive thoughts going through their head and the other person has negative thoughts going through their head, it's a very different experience. And what they've also shown is that um, our thoughts, because it's what we focus on, then begins to move us towards actions. And if you have negative thoughts, think about what actions that's moving you towards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a study I read recently where they had uh, three groups of students and they were told to write down all their negative self-thoughts. Uh, which would have been a fun exercise. And then one group of students was asked to put it in their pockets, their note of negative thoughts. One pers- one group was told to rip it up, and the third group was told to just put it on the table. Okay. And what they found was the group that stuck it in their pockets, guess what? They ruminated about those negative thoughts more and more, and it caused their overall feeling to just deflate. Oh. The group that ripped it up, there's something about the action of ripping it up where they were able to uh, reframe and think more about the positives and to be able to step away from those negative thoughts. And the group that threw it on the table, they're kind of somewhere in the middle. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. What I wonder what it is with the... Because I, I just like... The idea of ripping it up. I know, right? <laughs> I just think that's really therapeutic. Well, we've had uh, experiences as... Uh, we have. Where we've burned things we burn. Out. We love to burn yeah. stuff. <laughs> Wait, don't say that out loud. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that was sort of a, a external demonstration of what happens. But think about this. When you have a negative thought, what you're actually doing is you're releasing stress hormones in your brain. Because your brain is trying to gear itself up to deal with a negative reality. Okay. So by, sorry, go back there. Because so by releasing it, you mean releasing it into your system rather than releasing it to blah, blah, That's blah, right. float away. So you're going to feel more anxious. You're going to feel more tense. Uh, you're just not going to feel as good. And over time, if all you're doing is repeating these negative thoughts in your mind, imagine what Ugh. it's doing to your mental health, well, it's your just, physical health. It's just toxic in your yeah, system. It is. It is. And it's been shown that, uh, and, and, and by the way, I don't want to minimize because um, some people will say to people who are struggling with depression and anxiety, well, just think better thoughts. Yeah. And so it's not as simple as that. Uh, but they have shown that people who struggle with depression and anxiety have a lot more negative ruminations. And so uh, part of cognitive behavioral therapy is helping people to track that and begin to change that. Okay, so uh, I'm going to stop you there because mm. we hear a lot about CBT, mm-hmm. cognitive behavior therapy. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to hear sort of from your uh, experience what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So can you just help us with that? Because I think that's a buzzword that mm-hmm. maybe a lot of us don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. So you can tell from the title, cognitive behavioral therapy is you're working on your thinking as well as your behavior, your yes. action. And the theory or the thought behind it is that as I change my thinking, 
it uh, changes also my emotions, which also changes my actions. So if I just tell you to stop feeling sad or stop feeling depressed, um, that's not going to really work. No. Um, so here's another example. If I say to you, don't think about a stop sign. Oh. What just flashed into your brain? A stop sign. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for being such a great lab rat. <laughs> um, and so it's not just a matter of telling somebody to stop mm. thinking something. So cognitive behavior therapy gets people to track their thinking, but then you begin to replace those negative thought patterns with, with positive thought patterns. So uh, as I said, the negative thought patterns uh, releases stress hormones or toxic hormones in your brain, which leads to all sorts mm-hmm. of health implications. Well, positive thoughts have been shown to release what I've called in the past happy hormones. Right. Uh, but the hormones like serotonin, which calms you. Oh, okay. Uh, I like that one. Um, yeah. Positive thoughts towards people in your life can release uh, oxytocin, which right. can help also calm you, but also help you feel closer to the people in nice. your life. Um, thoughts of your ability to to do something difficult and to push forward from it can release the, uh, my brain just went, I've still got Cambodia brain, but the hormone <laughs> that uh, allows you to move towards action. And okay. I'm calling the hormone, the neurotransmitter, I mean, not to get all formal, but there's just neurochemicals in your brain that actually impact your body's responses to life. This is great because as I'm listening to you talking, I'm like, I want some of this. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's not, CBT mm. is not just a therapy that can be used for people who are suffering from chronic depression, anxiety. Mm-hmm. It can be used like in all, for all of us. Right. And when you talk to me and you're saying to me, our thought life then leads to actions mm. and attitudes, I'm thinking right back to our discussion between the connection between science and faith, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. scripture is basically telling us mm-hmm. as a person thinks, mm-hmm. right? Right. So they act, so they are. Right. And we're told, um, there's other scriptures that, you know, capture every thought. Mm-hmm. And so capturing meaning take responsibility for that mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. Exactly. One of my favorite uh, passages is in Philippians 4, 6 to 8. Um, that uh, and I'm going to misquote it because uh, I'm still on Cambodia. Brand. Okay, it's okay. But the part that I want to um, focus on is where the scripture goes. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, right. think about such things. That's right. And it's not uh, to move us into denial, which we no. talked about before, but it's to put our minds on things that are positive, that are optimistic, that are hopeful, and in that, that's where we experience peace. Right. This morning I woke up. Here's my negative thought life. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. So right away I was like, oh, I'm going to be so exhausted when we record the podcast. I'm going to be no good. And I was thinking all that. So thankfully I was able to say, wait a minute, I'm going to switch that. And I started to pray. Thank you, God, for the gift of sleep. Thank you that you've created my body to be able to sleep. Mm. And I began to do some deep breathing as I prayed these positive prayers. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, I fell asleep. Mm. So uh, where was I going with this? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I mean, being able to use scripture um, and tie it into the science part of what's actually a right. therapy, right? right? Thank you for that segue. That that was so I woke up this morning and I felt pretty good, but I knew that I needed to start my day 
uh, in God's word. And I didn't do it as a should, because that's been my past pattern. I was kind of like seeking that sense of peace. So yeah. I just trusted the Lord on, you know, we're, this is what our day looks like. We've got some things we have to uh, tape. And so I just opened uh, some devotionals that led me to scripture. And right away, as I'm reading the words, it was um, God's promises of who he is and how he sees me. And I just felt, <sighs> yeah, yeah, everything just came and it, it reframes it your mind. It reframes it all for me. And you know, if you know, we don't know, listeners, what your where you are in terms of your faith, mm-hmm. whether you believe in sort of the, the faith piece that we bring in, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've used this in life coaching mm-hmm. uh, many times where especially when you have someone um, Enneagram sixes are famous for this, mm-hmm. <laughs> where they've already defeated themselves by the time their feet hit the carpet in the mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. And this is an exercise that I use, and they don't mind me using scripture. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you know, whatever is good, mm-hmm. what's good? Mm-hmm. Whatever is pure, what's pure? Mm-hmm. Whatever is noble, mm-hmm. what's noble? Mm-hmm. Think on those things. Like, start your day with what's positive, what's noble. And you're not making things up. Mm-hmm. You're calling it out. Mm-hmm. And rather than starting your day from a day of defeat mm-hmm. and negativity, mm-hmm. you're starting it from a good place. Mm-hmm. And it does really help people. Mm-hmm. So it, really it is does. a way of reframing the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, again, uh, good science is biblical. It's the way God has wired our Absolutely. brains Absolutely. He doesn't command us to think these good thoughts just because that's part of being a good Christian. It really is because He wants us to experience His joy and His peace. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that we have to do. But like I said, when we started off this episode, we often just don't pay attention to our thought life. We just kind of do life. And we react to life as if it's something that happens to us and we don't have control over our experience of life. Yeah. And by capturing our thought life, we are actually being able to change. So uh, as example for something that I do that is uh, works for me time and time again, and I, I just love it, is, uh, you know, I've talked about already that I deal with shame. And when I make a mistake or things go wrong in my life, I can get really caught up in beating myself up and just mm-hmm. feeling, oh, I feel so awful. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've started to do, I've learned to do over the years is to, uh, and I've, I've, I've shared this before, say thanks prayers. But the thanks prayers are specifically geared towards the things I struggle with. So if I'm feeling condemnation, I'll be like, thank you, Lord, that there is now no condemnation because I am in Christ Jesus. Thank you that I stand before you as holy and blameless because of Jesus in me. Thank you that I'm the apple of your eye, that you delight in me. And those are the things that I say. And what it's doing is it's switching my mind to positive thoughts. Remember the stop sign. I can't just say, stop thinking those negative thoughts. I have to replace it with positive thoughts. I have to reframe it. And it moves me to focus on that. And that does, by by saying these prayers out loud, it's it's doing that movement of po- negative to positive thinking. But also, I'm speaking it out into the air, and there's some spiritual work sure. that happens as well. And there's also something to speaking something out loud. It there's is. real power, there's power in speaking in something words. out loud. There is such power in our words. So um, I'll give you my little thing. Mm-hmm. And I've shared this before. So we do these corporate seminars and uh, you walk into the room, and there's a group of people that are already waiting. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have time to set up the That's room, right. and then they join you. That's right. They're sitting there. Mm-hmm. So I would walk into the room, and inevitably, there's, like, all the rooms are different with the setup for the technical piece. So, you know, 
I would get in and start fumbling around with my HDMI cable mm-hmm. or blah, blah, blah. And everything, is, of course, is different from room to room. Mm-hmm. So you're fumbling and people are watching you. Mm-hmm. And of course, I would start this negative thought process. Jillian, why can't you do this? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this such a hardship for you? Like, mm-hmm. why haven't you figured this out? Mm-hmm. Like, are you stupid? Mm-hmm. And so my negative thoughts, mm-hmm. and of course, you know where that takes you yes, then. Exactly. Then you start to feel like you're sweating, you're more exposed. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way I want to start. Mm-hmm dealing with people and being able to equip and encourage them. Exactly. So I would really beat myself up mm-hmm. and I'd sort of be able to do it, but then I'd beat myself up sort mm-hmm. of all the way and home. And you'd be sweating the whole time. I would be. Yeah. And so at the end of it, I thought, this is Jillian. This is a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, you don't want to ask for help. Right. Because you don't want to seem incompetent. Yes. Right? Because your negative self-talk is saying that you are incompetent in this And you should be able to do this. That's right. So anyway, I came up with a strategy because it's back to that Mm self-compassion. I just talked myself through it. You're not stupid. Mm -hmm. You just don't know how to do this. And you really shouldn't need to put all your energy into this because your energy should be into the material. Right. So I just came up with a strategy. I'm going to walk in the room. If I start to get this stuff set up and it's not going my way, I'm going to say, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, is there anyone that can come and just troubleshoot this technology for me while I get Mm -hmm. going? Mm -hmm. And people love to help you. Of course they do. So it was a way for me to handle Mm -hmm. and not get myself into that ants pattern, Mm -hmm. which completely derails me and stops me from being effective in what I should really be doing. Mm -hmm. I love what you just shared because you're being strategic. So you are aware of your areas of vulnerability. You're more likely to go into the ants. And so you're preparing yourself by already reframing it in your mind. And that's the term that we often use in therapy and you do it in coaching all the time is we reframe it. And um, by the way, if you if you struggle to reframe it for yourself, that's the value of good friends, wise friends, mm-hmm. a coach or a therapist who can help reframe your thinking. And so you, what, that's what you did. You reframed it. You had a strategy going in yeah. so that it gave you the courage to say, I'm going to be okay. I can do this. Yeah. And I found it to be so freeing. Mm-hmm. And as I said, people love to help. But The other thing I want to say about that is we do tend to focus so much on the negative. Yeah, it's our humanness Mm -hmm. that makes us focus. So when I'm in with a coaching client and Mm -hmm. they're telling me of a situation where they've really fumbled, Mm -hmm. and I'll say to them, "Tell me about a time where you fumbled, Mm -hmm. but you recovered from it. Mm -hmm. Tell me what that looks like, Mm -hmm. or tell me." about a time where you had great success in leading the meeting. Mm -hmm. And I get them to start to tell me another narrative. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask them to write it out. Right. And uh, like I've said before, even to the point where, what was the temperature of the room like? What were you wearing? Mm. Tell me all the details you can, because I want them to start to think about the good experiences. Mm their successes in life mm-hmm. rather than just the times where they fumbled. Mm, that's amazing. I mean, that actually what you just demonstrated, there is a principle that a lot of very, very successful athletes do. That's right. Um, imagine what it must be like, the, the, the sheer pressure oh. to perform. And if they start to let negative thinking, uh, in fact, when you hear of people who are struggling, who are clearly gifted and have all the means to be successful at it, and they're starting to struggle, it's because they get in their own head. And well, it's not the head as in positive thinking, it's negative that's thinking. That's right. And I love when, you know, we we poke fun when we're hearing the athletes at like hockey mm-hmm. um, at the end of the wrap up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like uh, just stay within yourself. 
uh, you know, mm-hmm. one game at a time. And that's I'm like, right. that's what they have to think about. That's they can't they think about the previous loss. Mm-hmm. And they can't even think about the previous win. Right. They just have to stay in the moment. They have to stay in the moment. Um, and also, depending on, you know, hockey is such a fast-moving mm-hmm. sport. So, you like, you don't even want to think. You want your muscle memory to take over. Um, and with a sense of confidence, I've done this before. I can do it. But, like, let's say a game like golf, where it's a very slow, strategic thoughtful kind of a game. Uh, What they've shown is that those uh, golfers who can already imagine the ball going to where it wants it to go actually helps them more significantly to be able to achieve that goal than if they were to think about all the ways it could go into the water and the sand pit. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, we talk a lot about mindfulness and mindfulness is a practice, Mm -hmm. is a very spiritual practice. for those of you who think that mindfulness might be some kind of, you know, out there thing, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's just a way of settling yourself mm-hmm. and paying attention to what's going on in the moment mm-hmm. and allowing thoughts to come and not judging them. Mm-hmm. So talk to us maybe about if we're caught up in that cycle mm-hmm. of ants, mm-hmm. how we can maybe bring in some, you talked about last night, mm-hmm. where you brought in some breathing techniques. Mm-hmm. And you ch- reframed your thinking. Mm-hmm. Can you walk us through an exercise? Maybe we should role play this. What do you oh, think? Okay. Well, can I start off by telling you some of like the like six principles? Oh, please about do. It, uh, which we will also put in our show notes. Okay. So you don't have to be um, taking notes, and then we can walk through an exercise. Okay. Does perfect. That sound good. So um, the first thing is, of course, uh, very importantly, is pay attention to your thought life, and it may be a, a foreign skill for you. So it's okay. Give yourself self-compassion and you're going to practice paying attention to your thought life. And you can use your emotions as a way to help you notice. So when you're feeling bad, there's a very good chance you're thinking some negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's number one. And number two is notice when you have a negative thought and identify what that negative thought is. And the more specific you can be, the better. And what's interesting is that over time, you're going to find that you have themes. So the exercise of tracking your thinking, recognizing the negative thinking, isn't going to always be this, oh, like it's so much work, analyzing it, because you'll recognize a theme. You go, oh, there's that shame voice going again. Oh, there's that fear of failure going again. And you know that. So by, by practicing, you begin to see these themes. And then the third step is you want to begin to reframe your negative thought. And the sooner you can put a stop to the negative thinking, the better. So how might your worry or critical thought or angry response be reframed in a more positive light? All right. Okay. And number four is refuse to give ground to that negative thought. So now that you've reframed it, stop thinking about the negative thought. Actively fight your negative thought by refusing to ruminate on it. So you think about, you've reframed it, think about that positive thought. And if you uh, are a Christian, look for a Bible verse that may specifically address it. And just think that verse, speak it out loud as many times as you you can until that feeling begins to go away. Number five is on a daily basis, flood your mind with uplifting, positive thoughts in words. Set aside each each day. We talked about this in our gratitude mm-hmm. uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, beyond gratitude, just think about all the things that are great and positive from it being a sunny day to enjoying the your child looking at you and, and chuckling, whatever it might be. Just Think about that and make that a regular part of your practice. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I would say, especially if negative rumination is a kind of 
pattern that's been in your life for many years is get some accountability. If you're really serious about turning things around, you're going to have to give permission to your friends and family to call you on it. Yes, that's right. Uh, and to not feel all icky about it, but just to go, oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm doing it again. Uh, in fact, you did it to me once. <laughs> it was so good because my mind was going down that road of thinking disastrous thought. And you went, stop it, stop it. <laughs> nope, that's not true. Don't believe that. And it was exactly what I needed at that time. So thank you. And of course, um, with the accountability, if necessary, um, get some professional help. Well, <clears throat> we use this phrase in our um, household, not going back to Egypt. Mm. Remember the Israelites mm -hmm. when they were slaves? Mm -hmm. And uh, they wanted to return to their slavery. Right. Right? Right? Yeah. Because they were kind of sick of like waiting. Right. So they kept wanting to go back to the known slavery because it's familiar. Yeah. And so I will say to myself, nope, not going back to Egypt. Mm -hmm. When I start those negative thoughts, mm -hmm. especially now that I'm on the healthy side of the Enneagram 8 mm -hmm. and you're on the healthy side of the Enneagram 2, mm -hmm. we need to stop ourselves from going back to the unhealthy patterns right. because they don't work for us. Right. Exactly. Yes. I love that. Okay, so are you willing to be my lab rat again? <laughs> yes, I am. Would you please call me Stella? Uh, Stella. Stella the lab rat. Okay, St why, why Stella? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, all right, Stella. I want you to uh, pay attention to your thought life right now. Okay. And I want you to capture any negative thoughts that may be going through your head right now. All right. And can you tell me what that is? Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> seriously? Yeah, seriously. Okay, no, un okay, let's dig a little deeper. Okay. What's the negative thought behind why did I sign up for this? I'm being vulnerable. I don't Ooh, like being vulnerable. Okay. And what's the thought behind the fear I, of vulnerability? I feel exposed. You feel exposed. Yeah. Like I don't have control. I don't know where this is going. You don't know where it's going. So there's fear of that. There's things that could maybe go wrong. That's right. Okay. So would you say that that's a theme in your life? Yes. Okay. So uh, take that thought. Okay. Uh, and I want you to try to reframe it. All right. And think about something, a more positive way of looking at that. Okay. Um, and if you need help with me, from me, let me know. All right. So I'm reframing it mm -hmm. and I'm thinking, um, I like in this season of my life to equip, encourage, and empower other people. Mm. And if I can do this exercise, even though it feels uncomfortable, mm -hmm. in order to demonstrate it for others, mm. then it's worth me feeling some discomfort if it benefits someone else. Oh, I love that. That's my way of reframing it. Mm, that's really, really great. And as a side note, what you've just demonstrated for listeners who may struggle to reframe their thoughts is you've demonstrated from me to we. Mm. And women, especially because we are so relational, we might not have the motivation to do it for ourselves, but we're willing to endure a lot of pain for others, especially those people we love. So if you can go from me to we, so in your case, you're thinking about our listeners. Yeah. Uh, for other listeners, you may be thinking about as I become more positive in my thinking, uh, I'm going to help my kids become more positive. I'm going to help my kids deal with their negative thinking. Like that is huge motivation. So thank you. That was amazing. Um, so that's sort of a small exercise of what reframing looks like. Um, you know, the other points would be to continue, knowing that this is an area of vulnerability for you, is to continue practicing vulnerability, but also continuing practicing the thoughts that go behind it, which yeah. is I'm doing this, uh, I can handle this, I'm resilient, this is a good thing. Um, 
this draws people closer to me. I have more impact to be able to encourage others. Mm-hmm. You know, repeat that in your mind mm-hmm. uh, regularly. Otherwise, um, it's easy to kind of go sliding back down that sure. road. Well, yeah, because it feels so comfortable on the other side. Mm-hmm. But it's not helpful. No, it's not. So thank you, Stella, <laughs> for being my lab rat, but also for, again, being vulnerable. And, and like, we didn't practice this, so you didn't nope. know what I was, where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, we didn't, I didn't even prepare for the role. I know. What well, did I suggest? That? I know, you suggested, <laughs> I think you suggested thinking that I was going to be the one to I do it. I think I did. <laughs> yes. Oh, so easy to do oh, that. Oh, how the tables have turned. Exactly. But thank you for doing that. I think that it's a really great demonstration of, of, how you've been able to turn your thought life around. Yeah. And the, and I get to witness the freedom that you experience. And also, not just myself, but our listeners get to witness that beautiful, vulnerable, tender part of yourself Aww. that you hide from the world sometimes. Yeah, I do. And I think um, moms, parents, if you can practice this on yourself, mm-hmm. then you're going to really help your children when they get into that space mm. so that you can help them reframe it. Because sometimes they don't have the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what a gift you're giving your kids mm-hmm. if you can help them to reframe it. Yeah. And your friends too. Like exactly. you've got, we've all got a friend who could use us to come alongside them and, uh, you know, stop them from mm-hmm. going back to Egypt mm-hmm. in their thought life mm-hmm. um, to lead them towards some health. So... Uh, we can do this for each other too. Yes. And, you know, back that whole me to we, if I can st- share one more um, study, uh, they have found that if people in, say you gather a, a group of people in the room and you tell them, think negative thoughts, and then you bring somebody into that room and you ask them to do a task, what they found is they're much less effective in completing Ooh. that task. And the people haven't even said anything. They've just thought negative thoughts. Yuck. And then when they switched the conditions where the people in the room were just to think positive thoughts, the person who came in to do the task was much more successful in doing the task. So the whole, your your, your changing your ants is not just for your well-being, but it's for those around you. Okay. Great. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, thanks. All right, take care. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.